0: You are now listening to it's a streamable life a podcast chronicling life in the peak entertainment era streamable life is hosted by cousins lauren and brandon and recorded independently in hawkins indiana enjoy the show hello 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 welcome to another episode of it's a streamable life podcast chronicling life in the peak entertainment era we are your hosts lauren and brandon and we are on episode 14 here. Um, yeah. Big episode here because we've got a lot to talk about. First yeah. and foremost, though, just want to take a moment to sort of acknowledge the the past weekend we have. We've had a, two more mass shootings and we just want yeah. to take the time to sort of honor the victim's families and in their memory. Just sort of have a moment of silence to to, um, honor them and hopefully have some change to the way our, our right. gun approaches gun violence. So just a quick moment of silence, please. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So how was your weekend?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> other than those events, it wasn't too bad. Uh, kind of stayed in a bit, uh, watch some tv binge some things i needed to finish so that was good but yeah not too much How about you
0: same here um i had my car worked on so i didn't to go anywhere (laughs) (laughs) but it was cool i had time to finish some shows and stuff like that we can talk about later and yeah it was a real real cool weekend so
1: yeah all right
0: all right we'll get this episode started with our first segment the ill list news and whatnot um, first topic on the list is Disney Plus. We'll yeah. first look at the Disney streaming service um, at their D twenty three event, August twenty third to the twenty fifth. Yeah. Um, excited. We're supposed to get you know the I guess the um, whole shebang here of yeah. what the service will look like, series, um, how the film library will be set up, pricing everything that's involved in this new new streaming service ahead. right right so it yeah, should
1: I be sure. i looked at the little thing and uh like kind of the uh, what's all going to be there at the uh the d23 or whatever what they're talking about and the peyton manning thing kind of stuck out to me i'm not sure if you saw that
0: oh no what's that about
1: yeah it's a uh, it's, it's part of the espn plus thing
0: oh okay
1: and uh, apparently, he has a as a thirty episode documentary series hosted by Peyton Manning, and uh, it's exclusive on ESPN Plus. But it's kind of talking about, uh, it just well the NFL, obviously, but mm-hmm. then kind of how it's been such a big cultural piece to America and the different people that have made it what it is. And so I thought that'd be pretty interesting.
0: Oh, that is interesting, mm-hmm. and it will be nice to mention that B twenty three will also include, you know. Um, talks of how Hulu will be handled and ESPN Plus, how right. Disney's stake and all those um, ventures is, is increasing. So hopefully, there will be some type of a package yeah. deal where you can get the Disney stuff, the Hulu stuff, right, ESPN Plus without having to have all three separate right services. So. And then,
1: still part of that, they had another one about uh It's called Sneaker Center, and that was about the sneaker culture here. And how it kind of how it's so huge here with the NBA and different stuff like that. So
0: right. I think I did see that one. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. Right. Oh, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> so I'll be tuning in for that. I'm actually off that Friday, so hopefully I get to catch some of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving on, a little um controversy here. We heard from Bruce Lee's daughter. Yeah. On her father's portrayal in Tarantino's newest film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it sort of upset her. Um, yeah. According to her and other reviewers that I've read, um, she felt her father was depicted sort of like a, a caricature.
1: Yeah, I saw it, yeah.
0: And um, it kind of, folks were kind of questioning if this was revisionist history from, mm. you know, because from many accounts, he wasn't an arrogant person. No, and apparently in the scene he's in, Brad Pitt's character beats him in a fight, which doesn't seem plausible.
1: No, right. That's uh that's what I read too. Like they kind of depict him, yeah, as an arrogant, and he says stuff to Brad Pitt, and then Brad Pitt, I think, slams him up against a car or something. So
0: yeah, and I had sort of questioned how he would be betrayed because he's the only person of color in the film. Yeah. And we know sort of Tarantino's history with people of color characters and nuances and stuff like that. So that was definitely a red flag for me with the movie. And apparently it did rub people closest to him the wrong way. So
1: Yeah. I didn't even know what the film was actually about.
0: Yeah, I heard that too. Like people people who have enjoyed the film and enjoyed Tarantino sort of framed it as sort of homage to old Hollywood, which I'm a fan of. And then sort of a sort of a remembering of Sharon Tate, who he feels was like the last Uh, Hollywood star or or could have been something. But people had issues with her portrayal, too, because she only has 15 lines in the whole film. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. I I saw stuff pulled from it and I was just confused because it was Bruce Lee there's somebody playing uh, Charles Manson. I, I didn't know exactly what Leo and, uh, and Brad Pitt were doing. I was like, what is happening?
0: Yeah, it's a, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So hopefully that's resolved and whatnot. But as, yeah. as someone that's not a fan of his films, I can't. I probably won't be seeing it. So,
1: yeah, it will lie.
0: Yeah, but that just kind of stuck out to me. Um, in other news, some TV news here. Um, the film Fast Color that just came out last year uh yeah. sort of a sci-fi film starring uh, three black women is being adapted as a series by Viola Davis and her husband at Amazon now.
1: Yeah.
0: Which would be very interesting. The film um, was an indie project and definitely has that serious potential because the way yeah. it- very open-ended so I'm, I'm interested to see who they cast and where the story goes from there
1: okay yeah i'll have to check the movie out because um i'm, I'm kind of i know you have it you just bought it which like yeah um, it's kind of interesting <laughs> i think yeah. in the second week in a row we talked about it and you bought it a couple of weeks ago but yeah i'll have to check it out
0: yeah it, it was a pretty good pretty good film but this series has me really intrigued It. it yeah. It will it will do it justice hopefully.
1: That's
0: cool. Um, and then BT Plus, the streaming service coming from um, Black Entertainment, it announced a new series from Will Packer called Bigger. Yeah. It will star Tanisha Long, who I think I've known her mostly from like Girl Code and um, like VH1 commentary shows and stuff. Right.
1: Like that. Yeah. Same.
0: It stars her as um, the main character and her group of friends in Atlanta, and just were sort of like them, kind of finding their way in career and life and love. Yeah, it, it looked interesting. I'm really interested in what BT as they move into the streaming thing into like today's digital era. I'm really interested to see what else they do.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting because like uh, kind of has a very. The big chill type background, like a, they all come together after I think a friend dies or something.
0: Right, right. Um, a friend, a close friend of her, passes away, and they all sort of have like this sort of aha moment that you know. Right, right. Much more precious. So I kind of like that approach because you rarely see. Um, what, what I'm trying to say. You rarely see that sort of coming of age or. Sort of life outlook perspective from the African American community on. Oh show. yeah,
1: definitely, definitely.
0: So I'm hoping it's it's sort of like a dramedy where we get we get some deep places and conversations as well as a comedy. So yeah, right. It looks interesting.
1: Yeah, keep an eye out for that.
0: Yeah. Then film wise, um, it came out while this film was still in early early stages. Uh, Every different age, new gods for DC and Warner Brothers will feature Darkseid and the Female Furies as villains. Hmm. So for those that don't follow comics, Darkseid is basically DC's Thanos. He's yeah. Superman's big main baddie. Um, the mother boxes that were in Justice League, he creates that technology. He just wasn't in the Okay. So... And then the female Furies are like these band of female warriors um that are led by a woman or a character named uh what's her name? Granny something. Hmm. I forget, but she was I've seen her featured in the animated series before. Granny Goodness. Okay. But she's she's a hell of a villain. But she had like this band of female villains and um, they sort of come back with Wonder Woman here and there, so that should be interesting.
1: Yeah, check it out.
0: Yeah, people are comparing New Gods to sort of Marvel's Eternals because they're mm. it's sort of like the cosmic side. But hopefully, it's good. DC need, they need something. Yeah, gotta get something. <laughs> hopefully, this this turns out as a win for them. I think it's not set for. Until at least 2021, so. Oh, okay. We've got a while. Yeah. Um, there our last two, uh, Showtime announced the final casting for their Halo series, which I totally forgot about. Yeah. A lot of announcements with that. Um, Master Chief is apparently being played by uh, Pablo Schreiber from American Gods. Yeah. And he's been on SVU, other shows. And then there's a a ton of people in this show. Um, yeah. Natasha McGillan from California Cation should be playing two characters, including Cortana. And then wow. Bookham Woodbine, um, who's featured on Fargo and sort of a black cinema. <laughs> so, right. Uh, he's supposed to be playing the character as well. And they'll be playing opposite Master Chief. So I think he's hmm. some... Sort of like a villain.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't story. played those games in forever.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this show will line up with the next Halo film. Not not be uh related, but it's definitely gonna be part of Yeah. The next game. Um I Smith spoke the next Halo game, which is probably like Halo Five or Halo something. Okay. But uh <laughs> this is looking to be sort of based on the game, of course but not an exact, follow the exact story. There'll be some other stories they tie in, but they're working really closely with the game's producers, 343 Industries to make sure it's it stays in canon, because a lot of video game adaptations don't.
1: Yeah, they go wrong.
0: Don't work out. And from mm-hmm. the diverse casting, hopefully it's similar to something like The Expanse or something of that nature, so looks interesting. Yeah. And finally, ABC announces that their next live musical, which I thought folks were done with those, is going to be right. The Little Mermaid.
1: <laughs> I think of them, ABC does... I can't remember if they do the best. Is Fox ABC? Is it NBC?
0: NBC too, yeah. Yeah. Fox, the
1: Fox needs to stop.
0: Yeah, they've messed up everyone. And then NBC had The Wiz, which I thought was pretty good. That's one. Yeah, Oh, most-
1: that was incredible.
0: And ABC, I forget which ones they've done.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, but I think the thing that stood out to me the most about this was that Shaggy was going to be Sebastian. Yeah,
0: exactly. So they're they're really trying to push this one. Um, Shaggy is supposed to be Sebastian. Queen Latifah's been cast as Ursula. And then I can't pronounce her name, but the girl from Moana is supposed to Yeah. Her. So they're definitely tackling this as you know, Brandy Cinderella Have right. a casting. I'm not sure when the dates for this supposed to be, but...
1: Uh, November 5th, I think, is what I saw. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, Yeah, the musicals have always been sort of like a fall-winter type release. Right. So that, I guess, should be interesting. Um,
1: Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. And that concludes our new segment. We'll transition now to um, our TV segment, N.O.T., and do you want to do our big show first or the little pocket shows that we saw?
1: Uh, let's, I guess we can talk about the smaller shows we'll talk about. Okay. And then we'll get into Euphoria.
0: Yeah. All right. So first, we had an array of Black comedies premiere within the last week or so. Yeah. Um, we had a Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO on Friday and then Sherman Showcase on IFC, and lastly, Southside on Comedy Central. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead.
1: I think so. Southside came on first, if I'm not mistaken. I think it came on earlier. than we, And the first episode was pretty good. And, um, but like I told my sister, I think it's one of the things will have to grow on me, but it had its moments where it was funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I saw the first episode and I thought some of them were funny. But it's a different type of comedy, maybe.
1: Right, right.
0: Like it's going for like something like We don't nine one one or
1: right, yeah.
0: office, but it's is not is not have not found its groove yet, I would say. Right.
1: That. That's the best way to put it.
0: Yeah. yeah. But but it was I did laugh at some points.
1: Right. And I think the whole thing of them being, you know, working at a rent to own company. You know, just kind of it's a, kind of not I wouldn't say dead end job, but kind of I don't know how to put it, but it, it's it i like you said, I think it just needs to grow on me.
0: Yeah. And then we had Sherman's showcase, which yeah. they were at the ATX TV festival festival, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was a show uh, or just a thing there, so I didn't go and now I yeah. was
1: that that should have me in stitches.
0: It's hilarious. <laughs> it was, um, I think there's two episodes of this so far. Uh is it I don't know. But um basically it's sort of like a a satirical look, spoof show of like a soul train type right, right. series with with actual um musical artists as guests and right. playing parts and whatnot. The and
1: songs, man. The
0: songs is what's taking over that right. drop of Jesus has <laughs> erupted all over social media. And I I hadn't seen the whole clip, I had just saw the music clip. But that whole clip is actually them saying that the pastor taught them that when they were little, right? Girls. And then right. the girl says, Free Pastor Jones. I said, Oh, yeah. that's what they
1: were saying. It's, it's pretty funny. There are some parts in there, that are just it's like. Is weird and it's tight and like like stupid type humor. Like his um, his dancing robot. <laughs> yeah, and he he, he made the last one whatever it was called three oh, something three thousand, based off the fact that one of his brothers died. And I just say, like, oh my god, is it it it's funny.
0: Definitely man. less real, but it's it's hilarious. I really yeah.
1: Mean. So and- I'll definitely be sticking with that one.
0: Yeah, and then lastly on Friday at eleven, we have a Black Lady sketch show from um Robin Thede and Issa Rae. Yeah. This is the first sketch show with uh all basically all black female right. cast, staff, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um I, I thought it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, so did I. I haven't haven't seen I haven't I haven't purposely read anything about it because i don't know what people will say but I,
0: the the reviews i saw said it was great and then all the yeah. people online that said it was terrible um i've talked to some friends one of my friends really enjoyed it the other friend only liked one skit so i don't know what people were expecting but but what most of us what i've seen is people enjoyed it so
1: yeah it had it was it had some good skits i mean I, that's just the way skit shows go some skits are going skit. to click with people
0: don't, so that's always going to be but collectively yeah. i thought it was good
1: right the my favorite thing was when they kept going back to uh Robin Thede and she was the the her tech <laughs> when she she was the the doctor no she was a pre-PhD. pre phd i thought that shit was hilarious
0: that was silly I like that and the Invisible Spy one. I thought was
1: really right, cool. right, yeah.
0: So I'll so, definitely yeah. tune into that that one. And then mm-hmm. um we both streamed some shows separately. Uh yes. I was able to finish two series in one week. Oh. That for me, because it usually takes <laughs> months to finish stuff. Right. <laughs> um uh First, I started The Boys on Amazon. And I was pre- pleasantly surprised. I'm unfamiliar with the graphic novel, but this was really good. Yeah. Um, I know Seth Rogen was involved with uh, Zex production, but um, basically, The Boys is like an outfit of people who are dead set on bringing down um, the conglomerate of superheroes. Right. And in this America's the superheroes are hired by this company and um, while the aus- their outside facade presents them as being, you know, perfect moral beings, behind the scenes they're pretty terrible people. And yeah. the company sort of operates, operates just like a, a capitalistic company um, pendling politicians for, for legislation and stuff like that, marketing everything. So it was a really good watch. Only eight episodes, so You can definitely
1: get Amazon. They're getting a lot of good stuff. Yeah, they
0: really are. Because honestly, their early slate of shows were too white and not good. Right. And I've just noticed within the last few days, all these announcements, they've got people of color. They've got different type of shows on the roster. So they're definitely prepping themselves for to stand out, I would say. And then I watched uh, the third season of Dear White People. Okay. On Netflix. Um, pretty good season. This season, they definitely um, sort of took a change in the presentation. Still the same stories and everything, but the um, the setup was different, which I, I appreciated. Um, and I think they'll have one more season and they could wrap it up, because at this point, all the characters are juniors in college, so wow. next year, of course, will be their senior year. So.
1: Yeah, I know. We you know. I think I stopped on maybe the first season of that or so. I got to maybe three or four episodes. I'd have to go back.
0: Yeah, so. it's it's really good, and they get good reviews each season. It's just hmm. people don't really well people watch it, but not enough to be nominated something like that. I guess.
1: Okay. All right. Um. Well, I watched uh, <laughs> Dairy Girls, and uh, it's on Netflix. It was the second season, and. Th- I watched the first episode, the first season, just like on accident. It's one of those things where I kept passing it. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to watch this. And I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was hilarious. And um, this season was even funnier, but it follows just literally a group of friends in, in Northern Ireland during the time of what they called the troubles when like the Protestants and the Catholics were oh, yeah. fighting and killing each other. But, um, oh man, it's absolutely hilarious. Cause the stuff they get into is, uh, is just, it's, I mean they're high school age, so you can imagine what it is, but it's just the the just like the combination of them being you know, like young women trying to find themselves and then them being in this conflict zone and then there's friends and just different sexualities and stuff, but it, it's hilarious and there are six six thirty minute episodes and it really goes way too quickly. Like I just sat there and watched them all in one sitting, but uh um yeah, man. It's definitely worth the watch. Okay. It's, I had it's never funny. heard of
0: it, but I saw the... Yeah. I saw it um, being advertised. like, oh, what's this?
1: Right, right. And that's how it was with the first season. I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is, but you know what? I'll give it a, a look and, yeah, it's funny.
0: Okay. I'll definitely keep that on my list.
1: And talking about Netflix, I'm going to add this in right quick. They shouldn't have canceled the OA. That's yeah, it.
0: I just that's... saw that, yeah. I never um. watched it because... I didn't get it, but I know a lot of people enjoyed it,
1: yeah, it was a little hurt, but uh that's it,
0: yeah, they're they're cutting stuff left and right. So I don't know what they're yeah, talking. man, okay, and then, um, our big show, Euphoria had its season one finale. First, uh, give me your thoughts on on this episode, just enjoy-
1: uh I liked it, I thought it was good, you know, it's definitely very artful, yeah, um. Uh, I don't, I don't think we really summed anything up or solved anything. But uh, I don't know. It was good. It was it was it was too good to watch. If I had to give it a grade, I'd give it a B minus. I think that's probably the best way to sum up my thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, I really enjoyed it. I thought we were going to tie up some loose ends, but with that right. season renewal. I guess they didn't have to.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Um. But yeah, I thought it was very artful. Um, I was, well, it was tense, but I was expecting a little bit more happenstance or explosive. Right. But I think what we got was just enough. Um, We'll do a quick recap. So spoilers for people who haven't seen it yet, but you should have. So basically, I guess it's winter formal now.
1: Yeah. Don't I don't know in this town,
0: yeah? The timeline's so weird, but I've read the description. It's probably winter formal. Uh, Jules and Rue are going together. Um, and I guess Jules has sort of told Rue about her experience the last week, yeah. The girl she met, and Rue is like, Oh, are you in love with this girl? and she says, Yeah, and she was like, Do you love me? and Jules is like, Yeah, so Rue doesn't quite know how to feel about that. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think Jules is aware of the effect she has on Rue and how that messes with her, which is kind of sad.
1: Yeah, it's very sad. Um, Then, so, from there we get to the dance, and everybody's at the dance at the same time. So how do you want to, you just want to go around the table?
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah. So I guess we can start with, well, I think maybe the biggest one was was Cassie,
0: right? Yeah, um, Cassie goes with her mom and Lexi, and she has the abortion, right? And while it was definitely a a hard thing to witness, I think the way they did it was beautiful with her trying to go back to that happy place of her skating, like
1: right, right
0: process. Um, I thought that was really touching. Yeah and after Cassie and Lexi um Cat yeah basically kind of cat um and Ethan sort of put their defenses down and just, you know, become boyfriend girlfriend, I guess you'd say.
1: Yeah, I, I think so.
0: Yeah, I think Cat was realizing that, especially after that encounter with Maddie last episode that um this this sort of new cat was missing out on something really good.
1: Right, yeah. And he's
0: like, he seems to be a good guy.
1: Yeah, he's one of the only normal people in the show.
0: (laughs) On the show, yeah. Um, And then from there, we'll go to, we'll start with Maddie, and then go to progressively more strenuous (laughs) character. So so Maddie, uh, and they are once again mad at each other on the outs with each other after I guess they met up to have sex and Nate couldn't get it up. So yeah, they had a confrontation and he chokes her and she in revenge. She took a book. Is that what happened?
1: I'm not. I think so.
0: She took a book and something was in the book. Or something like that, yeah, and then, um at the at the dance, they both you know, well Maddie showed up alone, Nate showed up with a new girl, so she sees that she grabs the guy, they start dancing, and it's the same thing they was at the party, trying to make each other jealous, right, and then at the end, um, we see that they sort of realize that they're not good for each other, so hopefully they're not together. In
1: season two, yeah, I would hope not. I think she. I think Maddie took a DVD. Oh. Not a DVD, but a video. It was it was Cal's video. Okay, it was in Nate's room.
0: But she was watching something. That's yeah, one that yeah. Was missing right from his drawer. Yeah, yeah. Thank So
1: my guess is it's the one of Cal and Jules.
0: Yeah, most likely. Because I guess Nate had it for the blackmail. Right. Which still wouldn't make sense. Like, his dad would still get the brunt of that because he's the adult. Like, I don't know. Right, right. yeah. But, anywho. Yeah, she still run one of the CDs. And with Nate, um, he is, I'm guessing this was homecoming, their football season, and all the stress of everything's affecting his game. Yeah. And um, eventually they win the game. You know, he he takes up on himself and wins the game, but his dad is still not happy with him. And he can see the breaks in in him. And that one pinnacle scene with Cal and Nate approaching each other. Yeah. And he throws this sort of... Tantrum. Tantrum or something. Yeah. It, it's scary. I,
1: honestly... It was probably the best episode that he's acted. The, what's his name? Jordan?
0: Uh, something with the E.
1: Yeah, E. I can't pronounce his last name. It's...
0: Yeah. But yeah, that but, was uh, yeah. doing his good acting there. Because I was shook. I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> I, I didn't know what was happening. At first, when I got that close, I was like, well, now, what is their relationship? But then... right. Yeah, so, Cal's scared of him. The mom, she's non-existent. Like, why? Yeah. It's sort of weird, but... Yeah, so... Um, that was very startling. And then, of course, before that, we see him and Rue sort of have an interaction, Yeah. and she's not scared of him, he's not scared of her, but we don't know where that's going to lead.
1: Yeah, I think a second season will be interesting for some characters, like Cause he seems like he's had his crack and maybe he's just gonna like give in i don't know
0: yeah i'm not sure where where it's going right and then we have uh fesco aka sam Fisher, Spuncher cell
1: yeah man he was
0: <laughs> this was the most tense moment of the entire episode that that whole transition um as we know nate called the cops on fesco so Fesco had to get rid of the drugs, which means he right. was out of money for Mouse. Right. And he had to get the money fast, so he hit up some big house and basically commits a whole heist by himself. Yeah. And um eventually has to knock the guy out, beat him senseless because his son showed up and I'm just glad no one died. That's... Right,
1: right. That's
0: But yeah. I'm glad I didn't shoot him. But he gets the money and pays Mouse off. So, um, yeah. I'm hoping we get a backstory on him and Lexi for next season.
1: Yeah. I was going to say for next season I want her to have more Lexi definitely because I don't think she'll go wild but you can definitely see and you saw in this episode that she wants to be more than what she is.
0: Right. Because um, compared to Cassie, she's sort of playing.
1: Right. right.
0: Of it, she's protecting her friends. I could see that going further and um, problems for her.
1: But Fez, I want to see more. I want to see more Fez. I want to see more of the parents. Goddamn it it. Uh, yeah. They seem to have the a huge effect on their kids. Um, and then I was confused and like, what? Where was McKay in, in this episode? There should have been some closure there or something. I'm just.
0: Well, he, I mean, he's not in high school.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: He's only, I mean, he's only three miles away, but him, a, fr- a senior coming, a freshman in college coming to a senior high school dance.
1: Right, I guess.
0: So, but. The hell,
1: man. They- they could call somebody up, talk, it was just strange. Yeah,
0: he wasn't there, and neither were his brothers. Like,
1: yeah,
0: I thought something would happen there. And then this ending, um, Rue just and in- inadvertently comes with the idea that they should just leave and yeah, pack their things and run away. And she was like, Oh, yeah, sure, let's go wherever so they're packing, and then as they're running toward the train, Rue having second thoughts and realizing, you know, she needs her medicine and coming up with the excuses and realizing that, you know, this isn't good. This is the behavior that Ali was telling her about how she only thinks of herself. Right. And the people she cares about. And she makes the decision to stay and Jules leaves her. And that choice sort of sends her up to relapse. Yeah. And when she does that, we get this trippy but very well directed musical number.
1: Yeah, it was, it was like a musical number that turned into a music video, and
0: yeah, which I thought was really dope. Um, it made me download this artist, Labyrinth Labyrinth.
1: I yeah, he's um, but he's English.
0: The song was dope, and that's Zendaya singing on the track with him, so
1: yeah, so all that.
0: It was really dope. I will say the music in this episode, just like any episode, was really superb. But when that Donnie started playing, I was like, okay.
1: When the what played?
0: Donnie Hathaway. Oh yeah. That that song always gets you. So many people thought Rue died. Did you did you get that sense, or did you think she was just having a moment in this relapse? Like she was
1: like when she fell. Uh, when you're talking about that part? Yeah. I, yeah, I just thought it was a moment in the relapse because I saw something that people thought that she was the one that was dead right. under the sheet. But I was like, that can't be. I mean, that's, right. no.
0: And I saw some people saying this, like her relapsing, it's in her back to those moments of pain. Like her her right. fighting with her mom, losing her, her dad. I think that was that last scene before the music video was, was them taking her dad out of... The house, yeah,
1: like right after he passed, so I don't know what I will say. My last thoughts on the show is that once the show got past trying to shock us, the viewers, it was good. So I would say those first three episodes were just you know made to shock on the yeah. dicks and whatever. But then when the story was, was presented, it was good, you know, really. And so I hope. Next season stays along those lines.
0: Mm, I think that I think those first three was just to get people talking, right, into it, and then we really got to the heart of of the issues. Yeah, right. So I'm so. excited for season two, which is probably not come till late next year. I'm guessing. Yeah. So that concludes our not session, and we will maneuver into no concessions our film mm-hmm. section. Um, we've had a host of trailers drop
1: too many trailers
0: let's start with the two you were able to write about on streamablelife.wordpress.com and then we'll Mm -hmm. go from there
1: all right um let's see uh so the first one i wrote about was 1917 and this one is a war film and it has a host of uh british talent in it richard madden people will know from uh different shows uh I always get him mixed up with the. Uh... I know he's in Game of Thrones, yeah, bodyguard too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Mark Strong, and so there's a lot of people that people will watch, will will recognize, but uh, yeah. So it's by Sam Mendes, who did a few of the James Bond films, and it just follows two soldiers as they're given a message to uh, tell. A group of maybe like 1200 troops to stop advancing or else they'll get caught in a trap and everybody will be killed so the trailer is like i think just right at two minutes but it's tense you, you kind of get a saving private ryan vibe from it so okay yeah and then uh the lighthouse um <laughs> i honestly don't know how to explain what's going on in the the the
0: yeah, the movie. I saw that trailer too, and I was like, "Is this a psychological
1: right thriller?" Or? But uh, it stars um, Robert Pattinson and then uh, William Defoe, and they're caretakers of a lighthouse. And from the trailer, it's just like a minute forty, I think. They they just look like they're going insane, losing their mind on this mm-hmm. little isolated island, and it's, it's quite literally all you can say because. Uh that's it, I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, it looked very compelling, right, sort of like a throwback to like old neural
1: like right like
0: even the cinematography is very jarring,
1: right, right, so, um, yeah, and that's it, but
0: okay, then we had some other trailers drop. Netflix finally dropped uh, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Yeah. um, Starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino. Um, I guess Robert De Niro's character is supposed to be um, someone who starts working for Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Uh, The trailer was brilliant. Um, Signs of, you know, JFK's election and Right. That whole assassination plot and whatnot in the sixties, so looks very very good. And I think that one of the big deals was they used the age, the um, aging thing on Robert De Niro. So
1: yeah, I saw that. Yeah,
0: a bit a bit younger. Um, I really didn't notice it until I read it. I was like, oh okay, that makes
1: sense. Right. Me. And like I, I'm all, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I think
0: Joe Pesci was like sort of, a, um, sort of enlightening because he hasn't done anything in years.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I. I'm all for you know. You know, uh, De Niro and everybody and getting them together, but it's kind of just like, yeah, how many more times are we gonna get these kind of gangster movies?
0: Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like the trailer was good, but like we've seen this. Right, I mean, and there's there's gotta be some other perspectives that could be sort of that film, but it just right every other thing that Martin and them have done, so I'm sure people will still watch, but i the hype just feels a little too overrated right, and going from that big film to a little horror comedy film, Little Monsters um right. starring Lupita Nyong'o and Josh Gad and the other guy I did not know who he was but um uh Lupita plays a teacher for a kindergarten class and just some random day <clears throat> a zombie <laughs> outbreak occurs
1: right
0: uh the trailer's pretty hilarious um them trying to <clears throat> get the kids from point A to point B without getting eaten and the way she distracts them, it looks it looks pretty good and something very different for Lupita.
1: Yeah. i am just it's kind of a fresh take on the whole zombie thing because I definitely thought that was dead like in the water, but um yeah, it did. It looked very funny, which would probably help it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested in that. I think that comes out later this year. Yeah. And finally a trailer that dropped today, um, Inside Game is a film that sort of chronicles the big NBA gambling. Uh, yeah. The referee Tim Dordry was his name. Yeah. Yeah. I um, forgot all about this story, but um, basically it stars Eric Mabius, Scott Wolf, and Will Sasso as the trio sort of concord. Conc- I can't even talk. <laughs> they conspired this plan to. Uh, bet on games and right. um, get money for it so that drops later this year too it looked pretty good
1: yeah it did it looked alright keep an eye out for that
0: yeah definitely and to close this segment we have our ranking of the weekend box office yep. <clears throat> number one spot went to Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw and with 60 million and this actually was the lowest opening weekend for a Fast and Furious film domestically.
1: Yeah. I don't remember it being pushed that much.
0: I felt like it had already came out. That's as much as it right. had been pushed. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't I don't know if people people t- seem to love that series. I just
1: I maybe this is too much.
0: The difference was yeah. Yeah. So following uh Hobbs and Shaw was The Lion King with 38 million. Once upon a time in Hollywood with 20 Spider-Man Far From Home was seven, and close behind it was Toy Story four. Hmm. And Mm -hmm. that is our no concession segment. I'll transition to our final segment, our feature presentation for this episode with our fall TV preview. Mm -hmm. Now you can uh, go to streamablelife.wordpress.com to see our full tentative fall TV schedules. But right now, we're just going to highlight... uh, three um, most anticipated shows we want to see both new and returning. So um, you want to go first and we'll just alternate?
1: Do uh, you want me to do all three of first?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fine.
1: Okay, okay. Alright, so our most anticipated new shows. So um, I think I already spoke about this, and I know I wrote about it, but it's On Becoming a God in Central Florida, and this one stars Kirsten uh, Dunst as a woman who's kind of been scammed by a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme rather, and she flips the script by joining the pyramid scheme and and then screwing over the company that screwed her the first time. And yeah, it looks very good. So that's on showtime and I believe that's towards the end of August. I should have put the date down. Uh second is Watchmen, on HBO. And uh that has oh god, fucking Regina King. Didn't want to get the wrong Regina. <laughs> And uh yeah, and we all know what that's based on the graphic novel, and that looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um and then his dark materials, uh, based on the books, um, the trio of books by the same name, and that is later this year as well. And uh I think that's about god, it's so hard to, to put in it's about <laughs> a couple kids, parallel universe, and kind of how religion can screw people up. That's what people should be expecting when they watch it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then my three most anticipated new shows, um, like you mentioned before, Watchmen on HBO, yeah. graphic novel, um, Lincoln on NBC, the mid-season, yeah. it, it should drop. It's starring uh, Russell Hornsby and it's based on The Bone Collector. So yeah. it should be... I don't know if it's a continuation of that story or like a prequel, but he will be the Denzel Washington character from the film. The so he'll solve crimes um each episode, I believe it, but then there'll be the overarching um uh, narrative of them trying to catch uh the main killer. So I hope I hope this is really good. I hope it gives me sort of like the Hannibal type uh vibes. Yeah. And then later this year, November, um, The Mandalorian on Disney Plus is supposed to be the yeah. new series directed by John Favreau, based on a uh, bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe, S- Uh, star, star set of casting. So I'm interested to see that and sort of as a preview to what Disney Plus will have to offer in their other.
1: Right. Yeah, I had to look that one up when I looked at the kind of the uh our script of what we're gonna talk about. I was like, what is this about? So
0: yeah. It it looks to be good.
1: That's good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. And our returning shows that we're interested in. Go ahead.
1: All right. Um I have the first one is the Terror Infamy and that's on AMC. And um this season seems to be about the internment camps of uh in america (laughs) not the ones now the one (laughs) the ones during world war ii that kind of put the asian americans and uh in there and so that should be interesting um lauren
0: oh i'm here i'm here go ahead oh god i thought i did it again man (laughs) oh no no, i'm here sorry
1: uh um so yeah there's that one um and, and it has George Takai. I'm not sure who else is in it, but I know he is part of it. So
0: it it had a pretty new faces. Some faces I recognize, but I know their names.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it.
0: At the ATX Festival. And it was it was a solid first episode. But yeah, there are definitely some new actors in it.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited about that one. I keep seeing the commercials and I'm just say, all right, just let's get here. Yeah. Um and I think that's August twelfth I know I've seen that enough times, yeah um uh then there's room one o four, which I'm not sure if anybody's seen that one or have you seen that? have you watched it?
0: No, it's like a horror anthology right
1: yeah it's like a it's like a anthology series yeah it's it's weird <laughs> uh but <laughs> it's on h b o and quick synopsis it's 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 about a hotel room. And each episode is a different guest, and each episode something wild happens to them. That's pretty much it. Okay. But um, yeah, this is the third season, and uh, I'm not really looked too much into the episodes. They don't give much away, but it's good to kind of go in and get surprised. But um, um, yeah, sometimes you don't even know who's going to be in it, so um, it changes. Like uh, okay. But uh, yeah, so that comes back, and I think. I want to say that one's in September. I want to say that, but I'll have to look for sure. Um, and then, uh, Mr. Robot and everybody loves Mr. Robot. We just don't know the date. So. Right. Yeah. Those are mine.
0: Yeah. The room, room 104 is September 13th.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then my three returning, as you said, Mr. Robot, um, we just got that small teaser, but the final season is supposed to be coming sometime this fall, November ish, maybe. Right. Um My second show. Oh, oh my lord. <clears throat> <laughs> my second show is CW's All American. Yeah. It's his second season. Um, it was sort of like a breakout hit for the network, starring uh, Tay Diggs and Daniel Ezra. Right. Sort of based on a football player's life of moving from Compton to Beverly Hills to play football and the ups and downs and encounters. But it's basically like a teen drama, which I appreciate because you don't get a lot of black teen dramas on TV. Right. True. It's very true. So um it's a really good show and second season starts in October. I believe it's October 7th. All right. And then uh ABC's Highway with Murder. Um this will be its final season. Um I think this... I'm, I'm I'm. most excited for it because it's the final season. Yeah. I simply followed the last few seasons, which has kind of been weak. But um, I want to see how this concludes. Uh, last season ended on a big cliff, cliffhanger. And I don't see this ending politely for any of the characters because other than Viola, everyone's killed somebody.
1: Oh, damn. So, yeah. I just... I'll never forget how hype the start of that show was. Just like the hype around it and then just tuning into like those first four or five episodes, the twist and turns. It's like, oh, shit. Like,
0: yeah, that I think that first episode, the first season was one of the some of the best TV yeah. I've ever seen. Like just the way it was written and the directing. It
1: right. was
0: It was so t- you didn't know what to expect.
1: Right. And if, and I mean, Twitter had been around and everything, but that's the first time I remember people like watching on Twitter. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, that TGI was t-
1: for. Yeah.
0: So it will definitely hello.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm still here.
0: Okay. It would definitely be a sort of like an end of an era because the only series from the original trio would be Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. For TGIT and they just announced that they're going to keep going until Ellen Pepeo says no. So. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's, that's too much.
0: Yeah. That's
1: way too much.
0: Way too much. But that concludes that segment and this episode of a Streamable Life. As always, mm-hmm. you can go to streamablelife.wordpress.com to see our full schedule and other posts. Follow us on Twitter at ASLIFEPodcast. That's A yep. as in Apple, S as in Sock, Life, <laughs> Podcast. And uh, B, stay tuned for our next episode where we return dis- uh, discussing the Emmy nominations yeah. um, leading up to September 22nd for the Emmys on Fox. Um, yes. Subscribe, share with your friends, comment. If you want to hit us up, just let us know how the show's going and we will see you next week. Alright? Alright, peace. Peace. This has been It's Streamable Life, a podcast chronicling life in a peak entertainment era. Listen, share, rate, and subscribe weekly on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get Streamable Life.